Your technology. Let me tell you something. Do you have yeah. a DeLorean? Did you? Is that what you use to get all your What do you mean equipment? a DeLorean? This to is, go back in time to for, get... First of all, the, you the, told me... this dude, is That's this. Warren's fucking board on the first tour. <laughs> that's what they use. <laughs> this is not Warren's. Sorry. This is... That is. It's a good board. It's not a good board. It is a good board. Buddy, when... Uh, uh, it's fu- top of the line board. Everything, Let all the equipment you. here are top of the line. And here's the funniest part. Top of the line you if you're Van to Halen. Buy, you told me to buy this setup. Buddy, I told you, I didn't tell you to buy that. What I, kind of microphone is it? Shure 58s. Exactly. Great. Who told me to buy the Shure 58? Absolutely. It's Thank the, you. It's the fucking most reliable microphone in the business. Right. I never told you to buy a boat mixer. <laughs> All right? DJ Slim a lot. I never told you to fucking get a four channel, 800 pound fucking mixer. All right? They make, they literally make an eight channel mixer that you can put in your pocket, you fucking nut. <laughs> Technology gets faster, stronger, and smaller, okay? So if it's big, don't get it. You're not technology. I am. I'm more technology than you. What is technology? Faster, smaller, what? (laughs) Nice talking to you. All right, well, let's Can we do my show now? Yes, please. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. And Neil. Hello and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. What's up, Neil? Hey, man. We're just killing time, killing with us. Four topics, 15 minutes each. Our Gmail is 4CPodcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Today's guest, (laughs) who's shooting himself with a banana. At least it's a banana. Robert Kelly, comedian, actor, founder of the Riotcast Network from the podcast. You know what, dad? Techie, foodie, comic book nerd, husband, father. How many other Damn. things how, go on to your How about thing? great friend? Damn. Great friend. Oh, that wasn't yeah, on there. Absolutely, great 100% great friend. Did you friend. not even think to put that on there? I worked hard for Lenny's friendship. Yeah, no, he, he didn't even yeah, put he it on Yeah, he called me there. a bully when I first met him. <laughs> I'm not the, I didn't coin that term for you. Yeah, but you just, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, but he I thought- didn't drink the Kool-Aid. You were a bully. I was oh, not a bully. wait a second. I was not a bully. You don't know what a bully is. A bully is a guy who grabs you by the neck and takes your fucking change. Literally, the last, right? th- last time I saw you, you had a guy I'm around the neck. I'm not done talking. You don't interrupt me. <laughs> you had a guy around the neck. Where? The cellar. Well, how did he bully you? Who were you talking to at the Was cellar? it mental warfare, not physical? It was oh, mental he does. Bullying. He's you saw, mental well, he bullying. Did, yeah, yeah. I, I, he does mental and physical bullying. I don't physical anybody. I haven't touched anybody in he fucking wants, 11 years. He literally grabbed who are you talking? Oh, Phil Hanley. You had him around the neck. Too. That, was, that, was that was joking. I was, I was Kevin Brennan. When you had him around the neck, you were not. Never joking. had him around the neck. That was mm. Greg Rogel. Never touched Kevin. What Brennan. happened eleven? Years I would never ago. touch any. I haven't touched I think anybody. You, put that, you have that little movie. You put your hand on the back. Yeah, of the guy's and then I talk and bring him in and yeah. bring him in. And I, it's jokes. And, it's a fucking joke. You, you whisper, weirdo. And you whisper <laughs> mafioso like stuff. Uh, that's like uh, it's all under. It's that's all like Colin Quinn's finger biting. You want to fucking call me, boy? I'll fucking take you on your show. I'll fucking rub both you cocks. Right in here. I'll take your fucking Picasso off the wall, you are. <laughs> Let me turn you down on my board a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on your fucking gorilla board. Your but Titanic 11, board. You said 11 years ago you did do something then. That was like. It the, was longer than 11. 11 <laughs> I beat a guy with a toilet seat. A oh. toilet seat? Yeah. Well, he was. He actually tried to attack me uh, at the Village Underground, uh, at the Boston Comedy Club. Underneath uh, was the Bagot Inn that we all yeah, used to boy. go to. Uh, one night I was trying to get back in. I was with a chick and I was trying to take a piss real quick because I'm not a savage and I didn't want to pee outside. <laughs> pee, you know, you only pee outside in your backyard, uh, you know, or camping. All right, if you're in the village, find a place to pee. Buy a cup of coffee. Do something. Savages. So I'm going to pee and the guy starts fucking with me and I, I literally told him, hey, shut the fuck up or I'm going to fucking kill you, which I probably wouldn't do now because I'm 47 and a lot fatter. Back then I was in shape and thought I knew Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> Did you? No. no, no. <laughs> but I went in to take a piss thinking that was the end of it. And then out of the corner of my eye, just as I was taking my pack out of my pants, yeah. uh, he came in swinging. 
And I grabbed his arm, threw him. Luckily, got him between the toilet and the wall. And he got stuck. And I just ripped the toilet seat off and smashed his fucking head. Then I was grabbed by the neck by his friend, who apparently likes steroids and uh, dumbbells. Because <laughs> he, he, he grabbed me by the neck. And luckily, I have that fucking Boston rage. Because I he fucking started it, you cocksucker. And that accent, I think, threw him off. He was like, I know, he's a douchebag, but that's enough. And I was like, okay. And I put the toilet seat down. Nice. Left. Yeah. He could have literally ripped my head off. You ripped the toilet seat off the toilet? I just got really mad. I ripped it off. <laughs> I think it was already shit. loose. I don't think I... <laughs> I don't think I have, you know, strength. Get the bag it in, yeah. toilet seat. Oh, my God. Yeah, go. Let me ask you something about anger. Six and a half inches. Oh, sorry. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> anger. Anger, yes. Anger management. This is, this is, we talk about this Is this the one time. of the topics? No, the first 15 is about our guests. Oh, great. That's then great. Then we go into the topics. Oh, that's a lovely thing. Isn't it? This is <laughs> a lovely podcast. You. This is what we do. We, we're all I, I, I think we want this on Riotcast. <laughs> I think this is going to, this is going to, I think it's, I'm going to put it on Riotcast just so there's a smaller mixer. <laughs> Just it's not. We're not going to record it downtown. We're Why? still going to record it here. Why? Do it there. Get no. it on video. What? Does no. it need a sub network? Like you have Ryecast and you have like a sub. We do have a, a sub. sub we have, network. We're actually like, putting one together. Yeah, uh-oh. we actually are putting a sub network together. Easy, What's it called? Like a sub sub. We could be a um, sub. Uh, we don't know the name of it. We're shooting around a couple names, but it's going to be, um, you know, like uh, various podcasts that maybe aren't on the network. Uh, uh, come down to the studio but we like and that you know can be on the network and as like a you know a subcat like you said do we have yeah. one for happy go lucky podcast yeah, yeah like something that this is not a happy what is this this is happy go lucky no this is not is that the name of it because <laughs> no. i'll leave right now it's called four corners <laughs> yeah, then, you're the yes. first corner this is it oh, the first well. corner is robert kelly all right, great. That's how we Boom. do it. Let's talk about anger go ahead Let's no talk about anger it. management this anger management you a, want anger management have a kid Okay. That's all you have to do. If you've noticed, mm-hmm. I've become less in the lap. The, 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 when you have a kid, what happened was is, is when my wife was getting pregnant for two years, I, 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 and then when she got pregnant, I was fucking losing my mind. Because your whole life is fucked. In your head, you're like, I have to make money. I ha-. And anybody that fucks with you, I attack. I don't ever attack somebody. Like, I'll never go in and go, hey, fuck you, you fuck. But if somebody attacks me, I'll overreact to it is my problem. Like, if somebody fucks me, I don't, like, a bully, I think, does it. That's why when people use the word bully, it just makes me sick because I've been bullied. Those are people who go around and, 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 and are mean to people, abuse people, methodically, intentionally, because it makes them feel good. I will tell somebody to go fuck themselves and I'll fucking crack a panty over you, but it's probably because they did something to me or said something to me. But one thing, too, with the table that we use at the cellar, you wind up, I had to learn, like, I can fuck with this guy or fuck with that guy. I don't really fuck with Lenny. I don't bust his balls the way <laughs> at the beginning. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I would say stuff and he would get hurt because he's a little more sensitive. And then I was like, oh, shit, dude. Look, I really like you. I won't do that shit. Now, I had to stop that with DC Benny or Pete Corielli. I don't do the same thing I'll do with Norton or Keith with these guys. But going Lenny back. Lenny needs a hug is what you're saying after you're no, done. Well, I think I do, we all do. I mean, that table can be <laughs> fucking ruthless. But Lenny can bust balls just as much. And he can take it, but he's just he has to know where you're coming from. He, if you're just coming in, bust, it's like, who's this fucking guy? Yeah, but I you're know. not angry anymore. Well, no, the kid, what the kid does is that you get angry for that. T- you get not angry, you get panicky and, and on the edge. And you and then somebody does anything to you, like, shut the fuck up, get the fuck away from me. Because yeah. all this pressure is on your shoulders. <laughs> then you have the kid, it gets worse. But then all of a sudden, the kid starts to get older. And you, under, you start to understand how it, you're going to be all right. Uh, you're going to be a good dad. You're, you're going to have your wife's going to stay with you. <laughs> you, you everything's going to be okay. It does, the money and the fame, all that that doesn't matter anymore. It literally matters that you guys are together and loving each other and being good, a good family together. And then you realize that you have really good friends in your life. All of a sudden, it, all that that anger. You know, when you, you, you me and my wife don't fight like we used to because we'll be like Don. You said, and he'll come up and be like, guys, no angry talk. And you're like, okay, because we don't yell at Max. We don't. We don't, um, we don't scream. There's no, you know, go to your fucking room or stop that right. There's none of that. It's like, Max, you shouldn't do that. A consequence. Um, there's timeouts. 
Uh, there's no hitting. We don't do any of the stuff that we were brought up with. We don't fucking do. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, you were brought up with. So you're trying to break this cycle a little bit. Uh, yeah. You did not have the world's greatest childhood, and that fueled that anger, correct? I did not have the world's greatest childhood, and it didn't. It's not. You gotta understand, people. This is where people go wrong with anger. They say, "Oh, you're angry. You're not angry. My feelings are hurt. Someone's attacking me. I'm trying to defend myself." Mm-hmm. So, it, like people say, "Oh, Bob will fucking scream at you." Well, what did you do before that? You know what I mean? It's like you did something to me. Yes, my reaction was. Not right. I probably would love to be able to go, hey, man, I don't like that. Or, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Very calmly and say, and make them feel like shit for what they did to me. But I go, go fuck, I'll fucking, go fuck your mother, you fucking dead cunt fuck. (laughs) Yeah, where's that from? That's from (laughs) learning to protect myself from, I had a very abusive stepfather that used to physically hit me and call me stupid and, and really just kill me all the time for five years. But what I learned was if I fucking fought back, If I screamed back and I grabbed a fucking hatchet or a pipe or a knife back, he would get scared. And I learned that in life, too, that on the streets after that, I had kids would make fun of me. And I remember I would get made fun of in in seventh grade, all of these two brothers. Oh, what cunts. (laughs) And they would make fun of me and grab me and push me, embarrass me. And it hurt. It killed me. And then one day I had a cast on my arm because I broke my wrist. And one of those brothers caught me in the hallway and I beat the fuck out of him with my cast. Mm. And he, they never bothered me again. And then there was another kid that used to bother me. And I was like, I'll fucking smash your face with this, you cocksucker. You have a fucking... And he shut the fuck up. And then I realized, oh, pe- people, uh, the, the people, don't, people respond to fucking being scared. People don't respond. You know what I mean? Which, later in life, of course, you know, if I stayed in Boston and I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts, I'd be fine. But getting into show business, you meet a fucking bunch of half a fags like Lenny, you got you to gotta tone it down. <laughs> Wait. So where does this come from? We're in the car, we're driving, and then maybe a homeless guy steps out one step too far and then realize going back as you're passing, like, get the, get the fuck out! Where does Lenny, do you drive in New York? Huh? Do you drive a car? <laughs> oh, is this, uh, this, I'm asking, I have to, I'm just yes, asking I have driven a car in New York. Do, not as much no, as not you do. do. You, not do Have you? Yes, do I you. have. No, do you? And this Two is what I do. I go, look at this guy. Can you believe this guy? Yeah. You're, yeah. Because you, you were brought up with a, a loving dad. This is what you I'm saying. You were brought up so with a loving family. Child. That's why still... It's my responsibility to... Max, last night... To give you credit, by the way, you've gotten so much better than I first met you. Yeah, because of... I'll tell you... And, I, I, and you grew up. I credit... I, and therapy. I, uh, therapy, yes. But I credit... I really do credit friends like Lenny or Joe List. These guys who are not my, my way, you know? Because... Um, if you want to keep a guy like Lenny in your life, if you want Joe List in your life as a friend, you you can't treat you can't do you can't be that person. You have to evaluate yourself. I, I like that's why I have a lot of friends that never evolve, never evaluate, and don't say sorry. They're kind of shitty people. You can fight with somebody and not talk for years, but at the end of that two years, you go, "Look, man, I fucked up. Me too, dude. I'm a different person now." Uh, yeah, let's, all right. I'm sorry. Me too. That's evolution. That's evolving as a human. That's what you should do. So to, I credit like guys like Lenny or. Yeah, but you know, your anger, your your outburst though, yeah. doesn't mean as much to like. It will mean more to Lenny probably because it never happens to you. You're able. It, I mean, because you've done it, you're probably. It doesn't mean. As, does that make sense? It doesn't. Well, mean I'll yell much. at Lenny, but I yell at Lenny now most ninety. <laughs> Nine percent jokingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'll call him you motherfucker, you know. But it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's the I call it the honeymoon effect. <laughs> I have a lot. I yell at my wife, but it's honeymoon. It's like bang to the moon, Alice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that when I really yell, there's a there's a difference between me fucking snapping on you and me doing that honeymoon shit, you know. But I, uh, you know, I try not to do that anymore because number one, I'm getting older, and number two, it's it's not me that was given to me. That's not me. Mm. That was given to me. That all this stuff was taught. It's like racism. You're not born a racist. You're taught to be a racist. Anger and dealing with things, same thing. I was, I was going to say, my son last night, Max, all kids have rage. All kids have Because they don't have verbal skills, you know? My kid last night, something happened. He just went, I don't want to do it! And screamed. 
And I went, okay, goodbye, no movie, in the bed. What? No movie. I could have went, you know, like my mother, you don't yell at me. You don't yell at your mother like that. Get in your room right now. <laughs> Whack me in the ass, you know, because I don't listen. I said, go. I said, in the room, no movie. No, and he's like, he started losing his mind. I go, Max, I'm so sorry, but you don't get a movie tonight because you, that's your consequence. You don't yell at people. You have to learn to deal with your emotions. It's not good to yell at people. It's, it's not respectful. No more. I mean, flipping out. You have to disconnect from that for his sake. And then I went, I'll read you a book. I'll sit and read with you one story. And he, it was like, okay. And I read him a book and he went the fuck out three pages in and he learned a lesson. It's so got, much better than the other the other comp. I'd say it's fifty fifty though with parents. If I I'm know. screaming at him, you know what I'm teaching him to do? Yeah, fifty. I'm teaching him to scream. Yeah, I'm teaching him that what he did. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's fifty, maybe not fifty fifty, but it feels like a lot of people go for the the yelling right back. Well, because let me tell you they something. Don't know, so they just go right back to Be, it. being a, a parent is the hardest thing in the world, right? You heard mm. that? No, it's not. Being a good parent mm -hmm. is the fucking taxing. It's taxing. It's twenty four hours. It's all day long, and you have to check each other. Because sometimes I'll fucking my voice will go up, and Don be like, "But B," and I'll, I'll be like, "Okay." Sometimes my wife's voice, because yeah. it's hard. Because yeah. they test you all. But you know, well, when hopefully, was the angriest high school or college or whatever. Well, whatever I would was, say or? I would say when I was a kid, when it happened, I was see anger is uh, hurt feelings. Is all anger is is hurt feelings. Boston, right? This is where you grew up in Boston. All Boston. Anger is hurt feelings. I went over this with I, f I figured this out with my my therapist in in an AA. Anger is hurt feelings. That's it. You your feelings get hurt, and you respond to with anger because it protects you. You understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I can go, you you say something to me that's fucking just cunty, and I go, you know what? You're you're a dick. If I go, you fucking go fuck yourself, and you, you come back, I'll fucking I'll crack you right in your fucking face <laughs> right now, and you're gonna back the fuck down. It's like it's it's a. I don't want to do that because any fight I've ever gotten into, I felt like shit after. Even if I won, I felt more shit because I don't want to hurt. You don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want to get hurt. Nobody wants to go home and, hey, what happened? You know, any of that shit. So you have to, with the anger, you have to understand that it's not anger. Somebody just did something to you that triggers this anger in me. I'm not saying everybody. Some people are fucking angry cunts and will never change. We know some of those people. <laughs> yes, we do. You know, I, for me, I understand what it is now. And I'm not afraid. I had Ari Shafir say something to me. On, he put me on an Instagram, and he just trashed me. And it, I, I called him up on my podcast. I go, yeah, man, that hurt. <laughs> He's like, what? It's like, yeah, it hurt my feelings, man. I'm not supposed to say that because I'm a comic. I'm an alpha man. I'm this. I got tattoos. <laughs> I'm from Boston. Yeah, fuck off. I'm not going to go, fuck you, you fucking tweet and fucking blah. I'm going to, yeah, man, that hurt my feelings because you're a friend of mine, and you know we kind of dealt with it. And he came back to me. Uh, a week later, I was like, hey, man, I really didn't mean to do that. I'm uh, Good. They, they see that? Pro you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where friendships really, that's happened. And it also helps me because I'm like, oh, good. That worked. That other technique worked. But it, we, okay, we have one minute left in this. But hey, Lenny, you're this. angry, but yeah, you're, I was gonna, you're a frustrating I'm, angry. I'm more frustrated than super angry. And have you, but, ever, have you what, ever been in a fight? My anger's fun. Yes, his his but, anger's annoying. Wait, you've been in a fist fight? When I was a kid, once. Really? Yeah, I lost badly, what, what, and that was the end of that. What was her name? <laughs> Good one, but I wanted to tell you this. Wait, let's hear about the fight. What happened? No, we don't have time for yeah, it. Yeah, we do. Let's I said, this is the, my corner. This is oh, the end right. of the corner. We have to ask all Robert, right. our guest, for the first one. We have one minute. Yeah. But do you, you use this. To yeah. I claim all comedy. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Most of the good jokes that you come up with is fueled out of that frustration or yeah. anger. Yeah. You use this as good as anyone. So, I do, yeah. Yeah. I do. I made a living off of it. That's right. Yeah. I made a living off my vulnerability. I, I wouldn't say anger, but the anger is in the, the being vulnerable and as honest I can on stage has helped me. And then learning how to write jokes inside of that has made me kind of what I am. So people, people always say, oh, you can, you can get away with anything on stage. I can say anything. It's because I'm being vulnerable and yes. it's relatable. That's why from, you know, from 15 to 80, we'll laugh at my But you've take, Have you ever done a show, though, where you've crossed way over into the not too angry? Like, did it take you a second to figure out 
No. Like how how to get no, no. you don't want to go too angry because then the crowds just be no, like, holy no. shit, this guy's gonna no, kill him. No, 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 no. You no. always knew that line. Yeah. yeah you yeah. always were like, well, he's also yeah. super honest, which yeah, we're gonna get to our likeable. second yeah. segment. That was it. That's it, Robert That's Kelly. We, we were just getting to know oh, him. I know. Well, we're, we're in the second weird. segment. We could segue here in the second segment. Why can't we do eight corners? We can do eight corners. Why can't we do an octagon? How many corners in an octagon? Eight, correct. Baboom! Call it the fucking octagon podcast. You're in the octagon. We'll get to that too. Lady hates the octagon. The second, the second piece of this, which uses your anger. So, how we wanted to talk about all your TV successes because apparently we don't have any. So we were like, do they see your character and go? We want that character on our show, sort of. Or do they just, just you? How'd you get Louie? How'd you get Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll? How what, does these, that come from comedy and the, the whole yeah. thing? Getting all right, um, getting like those things, Louie. I mean, it's just it's luck, but excuse me, <laughs> it's luck, but it's also. I think I'm not going to play it down either. I think having the ability to do it. Gives them the ability to say yes to you to see it. They to, can see it. Well, they can be like, "Oh, I like what he did. Um, I want to do something else with him." You know what I mean? So, I think if you have that opportunity and it's mediocre or it's just okay, I think that that's as far as it goes. But uh, Louis was very generous to me. I mean, that show was amazing to me. And he would see, he saw something in me that he liked writing for, I guess. And we did these amazing scenes together. And he's an amazing director, too. You can't, you know, saying Louis directs you or helps you through that scene. And, you know, he's just really good at that, man. And acting with Louis was one of my favorite things. And, and Larry, too. Larry, Larry was great at it, too. He, you know, he would, you know, if you, he saw what I did in Louis. And then was like, oh, shit, and wrote stuff and then knew me personally. Mm. So he wrote Bam Bam, the character of Bam Bam, for me in my voice. It was easy for him to write. And then I could actually do what he put on paper, which is great. But booking like I went on an audition yesterday at Chelsea Pierce for a show, a big show. And you walk in and, and, and it's you're sitting there with all these actors that are famous that you know you don't know their names but they're those guys that are on TV and then you walk in the room and it's the director and, and this guy works you know with James Spader and I mean this is the real and you walk in now if you gotta be able to fucking do your job in that part of it you know it's not as much the day you're shooting because that's the easy part right. it's that room that fucks you you understand? Well, yeah, we've been there. We've been in yeah, that room. That's the room that fucks me, at least. When you go in there and you can be able to take direction or make choices and have that confidence. And you ha- I have to have, I have little techniques that I've taught myself. Like I, I find out who that person I'm reading with and I'll stare her in the fucking eyes or him in the eyes. And I'll just stare there because and, and, I get to start the scene. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go, I'm ready. <laughs> and then or I won't even say that I'll just deliver the first line and, I, and, and that fucks them up because you, you, when you people don't look each other in the eyes you know people don't do that right. I remember my grandfather told me that he goes you should look people in the eyes when you talk to them because you're making a connection people don't like looking people in the eyes people don't like that I didn't know my grandfather's eyes were blue until I was 20 <laughs> until he said you know you don't look you look down you look around when I'm talking to you you should look in my eyes and, 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 and know, let me know you're listening to me and I was like wow that was fucking you have blue eyes motherfucker but you know those for me that is the hard part is that room and once you can get past that, there is this thing where people see you in something else, and that's valuable to them. Because if you, can, if you saw him over there, you ever see a commercial, and all of a sudden you see that same person in another commercial, yeah. and then another commercial, uh, there's value in that. Because your product's getting recognized because they were in that commercial that was a success. Now you're in this one. Wow. And then you'll see him in a TV show. And all of a sudden, they're fucking famous. Yeah. It's it's that that being in something like a Louis or sex drugs or or anything like that. Did, like you, a Marin. did you audition for Louis or you went you do knew Louis it? Louis just called me up and said, "Hey, I got this little thing. It's a small part. You want to do it?" I, of course. I go. What do, do, do? He was like, "Just just show up." I go. Should I wear? He goes. I don't care what you wear. <laughs> it's the greatest part about Louis is that he changed. 
he really he stripped down this business, this television business. He stripped it down I'll to do it what myself. matters. Yeah. To what matters. Not I'm doing it myself. That too, of course. Makeup, wardrobe. I'm not saying. Look, wardrobe and makeup. Those are essential parts of a movie, and they're they're great people, and they do a lot, you know, for things. But you don't need them. Mm-hmm. You can show up in your t-shirt. Yeah. You can show up with no makeup, and just it matters what's on the paper, and it matters who's directing it, and it matters who you hired to play the characters. You understand? And it yep. matters who's filming. Like this stuff, like it's like just show up and let's let's read these lines and let's let's act. And so when you're doing Louis X though, you're getting the scripts, so he already has a part for you, he gets it all. And are you constantly like, Oh, I gotta memorize everything or I'm gonna go with the flow? Oh, dude, you, I mean for like, me you have it all down? I had to He's good at it. I, well I'm not. I'm not. It's it's a confidence. Lines are lines are two things good writing and confidence. If it's bad writing, you won't, you'll sit there. I can't get this line because it's shit writing. It's not the way you talk. It's not the way we talk. Mm. The, that word, why would you use these three words? You're just trying to fucking jerk yourself off <laughs> yeah, as a writer. <laughs> but if it's good writing, you'll know it. Two, read it twice. You know it. Because it's just this in you. Shit? Do you improv all the Some, time? Not really. No. Sometimes a little bit with Louie. But like I remember when we shot the, the first big, he called me up. He goes, hey, can you cry? On camera, and I go, "What the fuck?" Uh, yeah, of course. From as acting, yes, of course I can act. Yes, he was like, "All right, I got a scene I'm Lenny working and on." He would have both said no. Yeah, <laughs> well, anything but that. I can do the head, hands in the face cry. But you, but he, Neil does the best fake cry ever. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, you're, you, you, dude, just, you just you can't cover all. your Kevin Costner. You just kind of cover, and then you <laughs> he shoulder shakes it. <laughs> I, I, it didn't work. I had it worked. I had to get to the scene. We found out my mom doesn't love me. My mom's our mom's a lesbian, and then you played I, brothers. Just I, so we, everybody we knows. played brothers, and I had to find out where my our mom's a lesbian, and and I want her to love me, but she doesn't. And I just you know I'm like you don't you never love me. And I had to build this thing up, and it was with this amazing theater actress. I forget her name, and, I'm, and, and he put all this shit into my head, and I'm like, oh my god. And Pam, his producer on that, was like, you don't do that to an actor. You don't call him up two months. Hey, can you cry? Because that's in his head, you know. And it was, but anyways. Um, we got to the scene that day. I knew my shit because I have to. I'm the weakest link. I'm a comic. Right. I'm the weakest link. Uh, these people are actors. They're professionals. And I remember she showed up and we were, we were doing the line. The scene has to build. And that's the greatest part about Louis. He'll play the scene from front to back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he'll get it. So you're not just doing heat to here and then we'll switch. It's from here. To play the scene like a play. So you get to get that emotional buildup. As long as everybody knows their shit, you're, you're going to get... And sh- this old lady who was playing the mother, she didn't fucking memorize my lines. I, was like, <laughs> I, was, I knew everything. I spent days just fucking... And then, you know, she'd be like, what is it? And I'm like, I'm about to start crying. I got a tear hanging on the lash. Oh, that's the worst. But we, we actually... But you cried right away every time? No, she, we wound up getting it. And uh, Louis was great, and everybody in the scene was awesome. And um, we we shot that scene, and that was a fucking epic scene, man. That was a that was one of the things where, you know, I got to be in something great, you know. And and Louis, for for whatever reason, you know, put me in it and trusted me and helped me. And and, and it was you know the but stuff you I cried. I did, yeah. I cried, you, yeah. you delivered. I did, yeah. Like more than once. We had to take a couple takes, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's yeah. good, man. And can you call... I just thought about my childhood. Wait, just to, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, can you do the seat? If, if, if does the, at any point do they go, hey, if you can't get it, we got a little thing you put in your eye? I don't know. I didn't get there. Oh, I you didn't get there? I yeah. always wonder if that's what happens. That oh, no, yeah. I, that it does happen. They have a, a thing uh, they put in your eye, and they have a tear that you can... You just tear up. <laughs> I, I, when I first got to the city, I, I, I was a stand-in for this cop show, and the cop was going to the hospital. I forget the show. It's a, it was a famous show, but the, the cop is going to the hospital, and someone's dying. And so the cop, this, this actor, poor actor, the whole it's a big set, like 50 people. And he's over in the corner, like, picking right. nose hairs. He's trying to figure out how to cry. <laughs> right. And they're like, you ready, Bob? Are you ready, John? Whatever. And the guy walks in. He's like, I got it. And he goes in there, and he just, they're all, everything's on him. He cannot cry. So they go, oh, take five. 
five and he's over there. He's literally by himself now in the corner. The pressure's off. He cannot uh, cry. Yeah. And so I was just thinking they have some kind of secret. I'm just going to go for the secret thing. No, they do. You can put a, uh, there's something you can put in your eyes. You can put actually, uh, there's some drops you can put That's in. That's what and, I need. Mean. But I mean, it, to cry <laughs> in a We got hope. <laughs> to cry in a scene, you have to think, all you have to, I'll, I'll just tell you to think about your dad. Yeah. And you'll be done. Oh, I did. That's yeah. the, I did, in acting class, I would not, I could not cry. And then there was this one thing we had to do monologue and I, I was like this has got to be done this has to be done in front of a group of people oh. and that's all I thought about was my dad and it was I, over yeah it was over it was over yeah. wait so back to the, like, way, back to the thing at Chelsea Pierce do you improv in those auditions uh, no you don't feel no. like they want that from you do you um, feel like you're there to be super funny and you just go go at it would that get you the part I think that you know there's a writer who wrote that and is very proud of those words. So you don't want to torch that. <laughs> but what, who the fuck are you to add shit? <laughs> You're not even on the show. I think that's the right. Your way, job as an actor is to take those words and make them make sense, make choices, and those choices are either going to be what they wanted yeah. or what they didn't know they wanted. No, you understand? No, hey, that's true, when we write superstar talent, we're not thrilled if people are ad libbing. We tell them, but the, just stay within the, the contents of this. But right. you have to hit I, this. But line. I also feel like you could get away with. I also feel like when you're when they want you at this point, they want you, and there's a certain. Well, thing, they, 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 they want you to be funny, so therefore they don't if want you. you go they for it, it. You'd be like and kill the room. I've done that on. I've done that on sex drugs and and and, and Leary, who wrote the script. Well, hey, hey, don't say that. Right. Don't say that. Or sometimes you'd be like, oh, that was good. I like that. It, it depends, man. You're talking writers, egos. There's a lot of stuff on the line. Yeah. You know, I was on that 2-2 show where I played a cop, uh, De Niro's cop show. It ran for one season got douched. <laughs> but, you know, there was a different, you understand, when you shoot a series like that, there's a different director and different writing team on every episode because they're writing the episodes as you're filming. Right. So... You know, one week you have this director and, and writer, and the next week you have this director and writer, and the next week you have another director. So one writer or director would be like, dude, try that, wing it, blah. Yeah. The other way, like, uh, I need you to hit this mark, and I need you to turn and deliver that line. Don't say what you've been saying. I need just the line. Because in editing, he's like, I need that. You know, yeah. it's different every time. So you kind of can fuck with it, but you gotta, you got to figure out who you're dealing with. Louis. You know, um, you said his lines because his lines were perfect. I mean, pretty much perfect. You know what I mean? You just said them. Yesterday's audition, I said those lines, and the director was in there, and he was like, "Try it this way." You know, you know, and he gave me a little bit. Oh, do this a little. He was a really great director, but you know, I didn't get the part because then you walk out in the room, and it's like, "Oh, that guy's famous. That guy's famous." <laughs> and it's like they have that value. If they do just as good as me, their value. Might be a little more than my value, you know. They was uh, Albert Brooks was uh, looking for a guy in his movie that they were saying this guy John McGinley, you know John McGinley. He he's in a lot of stuff. He was the uh, the head doctor on Scrubs. Yeah, I know who. I you know, know who I'm talking is. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, was, he, they, he was in Platoon. Yeah, <laughs> they say like they tell Albert. Like, this guy is the best. They find out that he's the best improv guy. Like, so when Albert writes the script, he's like, gives it to him. He calls the guy, John McGinley, and he says something like, he goes, I heard that you are the greatest improver. Like, I can give you anything, and you can improv stuff. And he goes, yeah, well, I don't want to say. He's like, no, really, I heard that you're the best at this. And he goes, yeah, I'm pretty good. He goes, I don't want you to do any of that on my movie. <laughs> Just, I didn't spend all this time writing that script. Anyway, boom, oh! we're on number three. You're doing great, Bobby. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> There's that confidence. There's that confidence. The third, we're going to take a little bit of a turn here. We're going to go into, you're a foodie. Would that be the understatement of the century? How hard was it for you not say fatty? No, I'm foodie. We're going to go with foodie. You like food. I'm not a foodie at all. Well, I, I look, I've, I think, every, here's the thing. You, I think there's more, not, there's, there's, it's more interesting for people who, to me, I think everybody's a foodie. Everybody no, loves literally, food. No, wait, wait, wait. I say if there was a pill, yeah. this would give me, like in the morning, I could yeah. take this pill. Yeah. Lenny's not I won't be hungry for that, the day. Yeah, that, You're done. more of an oddity than me. Oh. When you say, when people go, you're a foodie, like, yeah, everybody's a foodie. Neil, you're food, what? I'm definitely a foodie, but yeah. I, I definitely, I don't, I think a lot of people are not foodies. Like, they this cannot go, I mean, my idea what of a foodie. What about Bethel? No, Bethel is too, but my idea of a foodie is I'm searching out, like, 
I'm, I'm searching out chefs. I'm going to Mario Batali. I'm going to That's Lupa. a foodie. That's a foodie. I'm, I'm sitting at the bar. I, I want to try this because yeah, I heard his about thing, it. Yeah, but his thing you know? is weird. Yeah. I'm to weird. me, that's weird. A yeah. guy who would wake up, take a pill like the Jetsons, <laughs> and just do his shit all day yeah. is, is like, what the fuck? Oh, no, because food's annoying. The, the whole idea of eating for Lenny is a big annoyance. Like, yep. when we walked in, he's eating like a bowl of fruit. Not because he liked it, just because he, he thinks he has to eat that yep. to live longer. But, you no, know, you have to eat. You do. I have to eat, but I figure that's healthy Yeah, but enough. you eat because you have to eat. And now people go, oh, there's a little too much sugar for you, too much fruit. I'm like, I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> Oh, I'm the fucking bully. I'm well, who am I bullying? I'm food? I'm a foodie. <laughs> I bully like that food. banana over there in the corner. <laughs> Take it, banana. At these people that are trying to help you. Uh, no. But you're like Listen, a foodie. To, are you like into food trucks? Are you like doing everything? No, but he, like you like all this shit? Look, like I'm a food crazy. I'm a food addict. <laughs> Here's the problem with me. I have a very addictive personality. That's the first thing on my list. Tell them how you got there. I was a ve- I was When I was a kid, I, in order to uh, escape... The, the shit that I was in, I went to drinking and, and, and drugs, you know. And then I got, I, I couldn't do that because m- my personality and my luck, I just got arrested and thrown in jail and a lot of shitty things happened because of it. So I had to quit. And then I went to, you know, I went to uh, AA meetings. I became addicted to that. And then I became addicted to, to girls and meeting girls and having sex and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I got addicted to comedy. And then... Later in life, the sex and the comedy and the cigarettes, that was kind of my thing. But then, of course, when I got married and I had to cut that out and not be such a piece of shit, and I, all of a sudden I'm, I had to be a human being, I, food really became my drug. So I'm, I'm, I'm a foodie, yes, but I'm also, I eat, I eat to excess. I eat, which I'm trying to get a hold of now. It's the hardest drug of them all. Because you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do heroin. I don't have to get blown by two Asian women. You know what I mean? And get my ass kicked. Neil, do you have to get blown by two Asian women? I don't know. We'll put the addictions together and see which one's, which one's, the, which one's the best addiction. Can I ask you a quick, a, yeah, a quick aside before we get back to this, the release if you go get a massage? Is that not. cheating on your wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Neil. The, a question wait, answer. Wait, back to foodie for a second. <laughs> Does she have a finger you, in your asshole when she does it? Depends. Well, did you go? Did you go? Grow up on fast food though, eating tons of fast food. I did not. I did not. I don't. I mean, I don't eat fast food now. I don't like fast food. Oh, so you never really well, went the fast. Here's food the circuit. problem: is that I never had money. Yeah, now you have money. I never had money. So now, what's a hard thing for me is that I can have what I want when I want, anytime I want. I have, you know, I can just get it. I never had that option in life. You know, I had to eat what was available or what I could get. And, you know, we grew up pretty poor, not, not poor, but middle class, you know, lower middle class. So now to have a little bit of uh, freedom with that where I can just, hey, this, one day I remember walking down uh, 49th, uh, what was it, 9th Ave, and there was like 10 pizza places on 9th Ave. I was like, I'm just going to try them all and find out which one's the best. Because <laughs> I didn't know. And I, I thought I was doing science. What? And I just went down and got a slice. Well, yeah, at one a day maybe for 10 I days. I went down one shot and I found ten. out. Yeah, there was two places that were really good. The rest sucked. You know? <laughs> well, you answered the question. Yeah. So uh, That's pretty good. Well, who invented on Louis? To, who invented that bang bang thing? Louis. That's all Louis. He invented that? Well, I mean, he didn't invent it. I'm sure fat people... The reason so why he the reason it. why people responded to Bang Bang is because we all do it. The one let me explain what it is. In the one episode, you guys go to a huge lunch and we're then look, you go to another lunch. We're, we're looking at girls, <laughs> yeah, and then we look at each other, and it's like uh, I'm, I'm, you know, he's like I'm fat, and he's like, yeah, you. Are. I'm like, you're fat too, fatto. <laughs> we need to do it. And he's like, we should. We got to go to the gym, and he's like, but first we should do a Bang Bang. I'm like, we should do a Bang Bang. He's like, a Bang Bang. I'm like, yeah, it's like a thing we do. And it's like, all right, and that's where we we have a meal at a restaurant, and then we go directly to another place and have another, another meal. meal, full, yeah. full meal. So we had Indian, and I got to pick. It was Indian and then diner. Oh, back um, to back, back to back. Now here's the thing that people don't know is that we we really he had two cameras <laughs> shooting at a certain angle, so they didn't pick each other up, and they brought everything on the menu out. 
and they went action, and we ate until we couldn't eat anymore. <laughs> and then you did it again? There's a scene where I used or bread as a napkin day. in yeah. the thing that's like from my act a long time ago. Yeah. I literally took a piece of pita bread and wiped my mouth <laughs> and ate the bread, and it was a fucking nightmare. And it was like, ugh. And then they cut. Then we broke for lunch. <laughs> what? And then we went to the diner. The triple bang bang. Yeah. You did it all in one day? <laughs> yeah. We did it all in one day, yeah. You did it all in one take. So though. you really did yeah. the bang bang? We really did a bang bang. Yeah. And you oh, did a bang bang in real life? I've done bang bangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Took, he took me to a Korean barbecue once. You've never been there? Let's go. We go there. I didn't eat for like two days. <laughs> but what do you, after, after you do a bang bang, do you feel shitty or you feel great? You feel like shit. You feel of course, you feel like shit. Your fucking feet but feel a wet. Sense of accomplishment. <laughs> Your feet feel wet as soon as you're done. You're like, am I in a, am I in a waiting pool? <laughs> you're fucking like a weird state, yeah, dude. Uh, it's fucking yeah. It's not you know. It's like I can't eat like that anymore. Physically, right now in my life, my body's being affected uh, by the food. So. You know, I have, I have, uh, it's just, it's not, it's not a joke anymore. Mm. I, that's why I'm, you know, I, today, uh, banana and, Take that and yogurt. And, no, oh, I, yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I won't eat these. Uh -huh. I, you know, there's the one thing about me is when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. That's one, one thing I hate about people is when they say they're going to do something and they don't, I fucking hate it. Unless they're like, look, something, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. And they own it. I'm cool with that. But I, I, I'm not, I'm done with that. I'm not going to have a muffin. Because it's, it's. That's just craft service muffins, too. They're well, they're great muffins. Don't kid yourself. A nice cup of tea with that fucking, whatever that thing is, with the crunchies on top. Yeah. Wait, so what's your go-to foodie restaurant in New York? Like, where's the high end? Like, that's a. Oh. Like, are, you going would, high, are you going to, like, high end No, places? no, fuck that. Because he knows great places. You give him the type of food, he'll give you, like, two, three great places. No, I don't go high end because high end usually doesn't have enough portion. Yeah, that and is small. It, there's no need to anymore. Not with the, the, the chef thing has just uh, sprouted off into so many branches now. There's, I would go uh, Vietnamese food mm. is just off the charts for me. If I'm going to eat or oh, Korean barbecue, Korean barbecue is great because, number one, it's open 24 hours on Koreatown yeah. in Midtown. And number two, it's so much food. And number three, it's not that bad for you. Yeah. I mean, kimchi is superfood, they call it. Yeah. So I, I love Korean barbecue because the guilt factor is <laughs> pretty much down. And the fucking portions and the amazing, oh my God, all the little, the, 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 the kimchi uh, cucumbers and the, the, the fish cakes, all the stuff, that, the accoutrements they give you. Yeah. And then... Good French. You bring out the uh, you you bring out the uh, some type of seaweed to tofu hot soup. But they're cooking it right in front of you a lot of times. The places yeah, they are. They cook it right. Yeah, That's like another that great too. thing. I like too. that yeah. when they cook yeah, it. Yeah, Korean barbecue is a motherfucker. Yeah, like but the problem with that is you smell like kimchi. For, it comes out of my pores. <laughs> oh my god, Gina has it in the fridge, and I'm like, I walk in sometime like, what? What is that? What does that smell? Oh, I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> she really is a foodie. Is. She's a foodie. She yeah. loves great food, and she's married to a dud. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but when Lenny, when you I do to, take her to the best restaurant. She's like, "This is uh, great, isn't it?" I'm like, "Yeah." But if you go to a high end restaurant, you're not you're not experimenting. You're going for like, I'll just have the spaghetti with the red sauce. You're not going to be like, I'll take that wild no, boar. I, I'll take that. No, I'll take that hen no. or the goose. Hen. Or whatever. Well, didn't you have some kind of really exotic thing? Something I'm looking at. Don't worry about the clock. I got the clock. No, I, I just got a message on my uh -oh. on my Apple Watch. Oh, okay. um, I actually, that's funny. I what was that weird thing you had? Didn't you go somewhere and have something? I went to Noma. Yeah, that's when it. I was in Denmark, uh, Ari Shafir, who is a fucking. Just a great, fascinating motherfucker. He was like, we were both in Denmark together, and he goes, "Hey, I made a reservation at Noma like two months ago." He's just a smart guy, like that. And Noma is like the rarest restaurant. No, it's not the rarest. Oh. It's the rarest. Well, I mean, the rarest like is the one they serve human <laughs> brain. That's the rarest. <laughs> <laughs> That's in a dark room. Down How does village. that taste, Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, <laughs> it's the it's the best restaurant in the world, voted five years in a row. Okay, so it's the number one restaurant. Where is this? It's in Denmark. You flew just to go eat that? Well, they restaurant? actually hmm. took the whole restaurant, and I think somebody, uh, a hotel in Japan, paid to have the restaurant be in Japan for like two years. Crazy money, shit like that. But we went there. It's, it's uh, you walk in, the whole staff greets you at the door because there's only 12 tables. So when you walk in, the whole staff, now each table gets five chefs, not waiters. Each person that brings something to you help prepare it, and they're a chef. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
And they explain what it is. And just two of you guys eating there. Two of us at the table. No, there's 12 tables. But, just but each two, table were, could have like yeah. you know four, five, six, but whatever. But there's 12 tables. That's it. Five chefs a table. Are there fancy bibs or anything? There's no nothing. <laughs> there's just this. So they'll walk out with the first thing. It's a rock. It looks like they literally went on top of a mountain and dug a rock up and put it on a fucking plate. <laughs> and you're like, what? And they're like... Uh, this is uh, fried reindeer moss. It's uh, you have to get it on the hills of you know wherever the f- blah blah blah. And we fry it in a uh, uh, we fry it a mushroom oil that we make with mushrooms that we blah, and then you and you you take this little piece of moss that's on top and you eat it and you like. Oh my god! Is it great? <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And it's no not shot. that you're caught up in this. Th- no, nope, not caught nope. up and just be like, F- I gotta like this shit no matter what. You're like, it's really that good. You're like. Oh Lord! <laughs> and then they bring out you know twenty seven more dishes. Okay, it's a three hour meal, three hours. Yeah, that's a lot. And and Lenny's, it's way for thin. It's, worse it's so good. Disgusting. And then they hand you the bill and your knees wobble. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it in. So like a thousand each. Well, it was Cronin's and it's it said five thousand. Cronin, and I didn't know it was Cronin's, and I was like, "I'm my wife will <laughs> leave me. <laughs> I, I'm like, leave me. I just flew to Denmark for nothing. Oh, like, I'm gonna have to God. take my check and just give it to this restaurant. But and this that, experience was the best it, eating. Wait, experience let him of your tell life. you how much. <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's that. You could say it, but I want to know. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> I what was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. I just want to know how much. Something what like that was costs. I gonna say? Two. You were gonna say. Mazel tov, Lenny. <laughs> I, 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 just in case I want to take Neil. Yeah, yeah. Since we're, we're we, on a podcast. We First of all, you can't get in. It's a six-month waiting list. We got in by luck. Okay. Mm. He made a reservation. We went in the day before and said, "Hey, we're here. We're comics," and someone canceled. Okay. That's how lucky we were. Six hundred dollars a piece, oh, okay. and when five hundred dollars each, hundred dollars tippy. When you go to the bathroom the next day, are you like, oh, 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 oh. does it come out like glowing, dude? I wanted to get a fucking, I wanted to go to McDonald's. I was starving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-hour meal, but it's very small little things. I, know, I was a- fucking starving. <laughs> well, that's like my family wouldn't go to. We'd go to No Mo's, that one across the street. That's from No we Booze. No, across there, and uh, there's probably a No Mo's or No Me's, <laughs> and that's where our family would go because we never go to the, we never go to the good thing. We always go to the Burger Queen, nah, not the Burger funny. Queen. Delicious. No, I was Burger trying to think King. if there was a better joke. <laughs> what's your no big? Bows. What's your big? What's your uh, go to? You have ten seconds. What's the big food now? If I say you can have any food you want, any you food I want, yep. I would go with fucking uh, pork fried rice. Pork fried rice from Boston. What about Neil? dessert? Dessert. Dessert. Yeah. Uh, yellow cake with milk chocolate frosting. Good Bing. One. The whole cake. The whole cake. Yeah. Neil, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what? What do you have? With milk. I got to take you to a restaurant. I just Neil, went, you know what I just you, got Neil the other barbecue. day, but no one liked it. I got it for my family. I thought they were gonna, I thought I was going to be a genius, and they just shit on me the whole time. Oh. I got the Momofuku uh, balls? cereal balls, <gasps> and everyone's like, "This is not overrated." And I was like, "I like, ta- I talked them up too much." Like, "Oh my god, it's Momofuku!" <laughs> and then everyone's like, "I don't get it." Oh, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> and our final one for today, we we gonna make a left turn again this weekend. I don't know when you're gonna hear this. Probably down the road, but we'll get predictions. We'll see. You guys will see how it. Turned out big MMA fight, and you're a big MMA fan. I'm an I'm a big MMA fan. Yes, I so am. So this weekend it's Colin McGregor, who's 29 years old, against Floyd Mayweather, who's 40. It's a boxing can I, match. Can I correct? Yes, it's, it's a boxing. It's not you're a boxing. Fan I know, MMA. It's not a. He's an it, MMA guy. It's this not is a, a boxing match. It's not a. Bo- it's a boxing match, and it's not really a boxing match. More of a boxing event, I would say, because. You're not taking a true boxer and a true boxer f- putting it together. You're taking a guy from another <laughs> combat sport, putting him against the... You're taking the best from this combat sport, putting him against one of the best or the best of all time in that combat why sport. Didn't it's they not do, why didn't they switch it? Like, why didn't they do the boxing first and then the MMA second? That would have been more interesting. Because you can't... You can... Boxing is part of... Because he's uh, going to kill McGregor. Boxing is part of MMA. Uh, grappling and wrestling and choking people out is not part of boxing. But it would just be so entertaining to switch it up. It would not be. It would be five seconds. <laughs> it would be five it would literally seconds. be five seconds. McGregor would walk across the ring, Tackle. kick him in the head, yeah. and choke his, the <laughs> fucking breath out of him. It Wait, do done. you remember when Muhammad Ali... Wrestled the bear. Yeah. Are no. you going to talk about? Remember when, you remember when Rocky fought Thunderlips? <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali. This is probably before all our time, but it happened. Muhammad Ali went against this famous wrestler, and he sat yeah. in the middle of the ring and he kicked Muhammad Ali's ankles for like two hours. Yeah. 
and then uh, he couldn't walk for like a month. That's the same kind of thing that happened. So why doesn't you know? Do you not? Do you remember the story? I remember him I don't fighting. Know, a I remember bunch the story. Of people. Be what like is that? your point? Yeah, what's it's, the point? It's gonna be. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, like that. Fucking. He's gonna get on the four ground. Four corners with gonna, no point at the <laughs> end. Yeah, there is not a lot of points to what I say. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, I want a bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can you bail me out? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Is is it gonna be just like that? That was the most lackluster, unentertaining, no, 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 piece of shit thing. Let him make a case. So excited! It's going to be just like that. It's not going to be that because I like I explained to you. If you did, if you let McGregor do the other shit, it would be kind of ridiculous. But because McGregor is a boxer, people think that he's MMA. He's from Ireland. He picked up a, a pair of mitts and hit a bag before he. But he'll get started, killed, but, huh? He's going to get killed. No, listen, listen. Let me finish. <laughs> let him finish. We'll get predictions. The reason why he 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 is a boxer. Uh, but you got you got to take into now, now McGregor. I mean uh, Mayweather is the best of all time. He's the best defense. Yes, all this shit. But you have to take you have to start putting in the factors. He's forty. Hasn't fought in two years. He's not training the way he used to. He's not the same guy he used to be. McGregor is at his prime. He's been boxing just as much as he's been doing all the other stuff. Now. He's got a great left hand. But another thing, too, is McGregor is... Now, you put two boxers together. They're going to fight similar. You fought this guy before. You're fighting McGregor. Bigger. 20 pounds bigger. Uh, and he's also unconventional. You understand? Yeah. So, Styles makes fights. He's, un, he's an unconventional boxer. He's not going to do what Floyd's used to happening. He's not going to fight him the way all these other... Fighters fought him because he's not a conventional boxer. You think he's going to win? I think he's going to knock Floyd Mayweather out. Whoa! You had bet on that? I did. The, Hold on a oh, minute. Oh, you did? That's a betting odds are huge. <laughs> oh, wait. What is that? <laughs> that, was, that was Lenny's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Uh, wait, wait, sorry, wait. You, you bet on it? Isn't like crazy odds like $1,000 wins? No, I'm not you a know, fucking moron. No, but $100 child. wins you like 1000 on McGregor. I, um, well, would the you odd, bet dinner in Denmark? <laughs> I, I, I would, I'll take money with you two. I'll take 50 and 50 right now. Really? Oh. Done. Done. I think we're in. All right, 50? 50. 50? Uh, done. Done. $50 or so we're not, because yeah, you know, it was 50 grand. Yeah, Because yeah. so it might be one, one of those things I'll, when you win, you'll be like, uh, that, $50? Yeah. Why would anybody bet $50? Neil, do you want to drive up to, can, can Neil come to the no, party? He's having a big party. I wanted to tile it all together with well, I'll food. I'll come up at the end and just collect my money. <laughs> we <laughs> may have to go, to go up to, go to pay him. If it comes out, but wait, if wait, I wait. get done with spots, or I'll get my spots today. You, if I get no, done, you're, spot, you're coming. Okay, so we got to get in the car and like by ten o'clock, we got to get head, head up there. Yeah, I'm coming. What time is that fight kicking off? Eleven. Ten. Ten. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, look, they the party kick it off like eleven thirty. Party starting at six thirty seven. Yeah, I'm doing a barbecue steak tips from Boston. Yeah, I'm gonna have hamburgers, uh, sausages from Boston. Which I wanted to talk about these steak tips for one more second. Okay, now and then, but I'm, I'm having this party. Foodie, but and then by the delicious. time he gets up there, you guys will have leftover food, or we'll hook cook some <laughs> steak tips. Yeah, you put a steak bucket outside. So for good. Us. Where are they from? Can we give a plug to that place? Dom's steak tips uh, from Dom's steak tip. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's amazing. tips of steak. <laughs> it's but in Malden, it Massachusetts. I've always said it's in oh, Everett. I fucked so they've up. they've cut the steak it's up. It's in Malden. They've cut the steak up. They've so marinated to perfection. He so you puts like it because the they cut it up for you, like, a, like a, your parents used to do. It's delicious. Don't. It's beautiful steak. It's tips. one of the best things you'll ever eat in your life. It's steak so and people, people are saying, oh, I've had that before, blah, blah. And you go to New York or wherever, and they're like, dude, we, had, we just get a fucking piece of steak and cut it up. It's not. The way Dom's does it, yeah. And the, the 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 way they um, tenderize the meat, they take a piece of meat that wouldn't you wouldn't really eat that much, you know what I mean? And they tenderize it so great, and it's so and there's a certain yeah. marinade in it that you like. It's the best. If I could only eat one piece of meat for the rest of my life, it would be that. It would be but that. But you're not making these. Down. You're buying He's them. He's buying them. But he okay. has it imported oh, from Boston. Look, I, oh, I got you. I, yeah. Yeah. Look, it sounds good. I like that. I mean, it sounds we're, good. We're gonna go up there. He, Floyd's gonna knock him to the ground 
We're going to get 50 bucks, and you're going to eat the best steak you like. Steak tips. Tips. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I should change this to 25. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like your confidence. Now, don't you guys so confident. Hang on one second. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, maybe I'll be the one that says, I thought it was 50 grand. Come on. (laughs) I don't like, I don't. 50 dollars. I'm paying you. I feel like I'm paying you. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're paying. You want to go 20? We'll take anybody you want. I'll do 25. You got it. 25 each. 25. I want to do 25. Because you know you're going to get other action. Yeah, because now I'm adding in the steak tips. That's at least 25 bucks. We're doing well. We'll bring something. Let's do 25 we'll so a, Because we'll if I do 50 barbecue. And you win I'll hate both of you <laughs> <laughs> Literally As soon as he wins I'll go get out <laughs> At least 25 I'll hand it over now like, you, Don't you think The whole thing's fixed In the first place No Deep down side, I do not Do you think they're fixing this I do shit? not I do not. I don't think that um, they want MMA, MMA is not fixed because it's very disappointing sometimes. They have the people get hurt, people lose fights, things happen that are boring, and you're like, fuck, man, this is so not what it was supposed to be. So I, I really believe that Dana White and, and the UFC are, are really cleaned out that aspect of boxing. And in turn, I think boxing had to kind of clean itself up because they were, it's like, look, this shit's going away. Yeah, because oh, yeah. boxing spiraled out of control. It's still garbage. It's still garbage Dog with King all this stuff. What, what fight did I see the other day? Was it the Pacquiao? That, like, he clearly beat that guy, and it's still garbage. It's yep. still fixed. Well, MMA is... The, the greatest part about MMA, why I love it, you can, you can give up. Yeah. You can, you can say, tap out. Yeah, like, you can be like, this hurts too much. Yeah, this hurts too much. <laughs> I, was gonna say. I would like to go MMA home joke. to my family. <laughs> I love that. Boxing is just like, you have to hit the guy until he... His brain stops, yeah, and he goes on the ground. I mean, I just don't. I, that's a little crazy to me. Well, it's pretty. Imp- How many? They five rounds max on those fights, right? Oh, three rounds, right? No, on no, the five. boxing fight. No, no, no. On MMA is three. MMA is well five. Five, no five rounds. Oh, five championship rounds. Was- championship fights are always five rounds. Okay. Five, five minute rounds. Any other fight, three five minute rounds. So you got to take that into account too. They're saying, well, he's not going to last twelve rounds. It's a three minute round with a one minute break. He's used to doing five, five-minute rounds of not just boxing, fucking having a guy grab him, wrestle him, hold him, try to choke him, yeah. using his legs, kicking his legs, kicking his ribs. So this guy's just going to be running around? And all in Running short- around three minutes and I get a break? And get, get the fuck. He gets to wear bigger shorts now. I, I, I don't know. I don't Neil know. just likes the short shorts. That's why... Who does We have MMA guys. We have seven minutes, Bob. What are you doing? No, no, no. I just someone sent me my, this. I got to take this watch off because this Apple Watch, <laughs> this this Apple Watch keeps going off. It's oh. like attached to my phone, so I keep looking at. It. I apologize. I hate when people go on my. That's podcast right. You go to podcast. That's why I shut off. I, my I'm, phone. I'm t- turning it that way. It's off. Okay, it's I respect. Off. Do you like that Apple Watch? I love it. Really? I like Neil's the new one Apple coming guy. out better. But you don't talk. You have the the iPod. Uh, the headphone thing, what the did earphone, you say to me? the pot earphone. Did your brain just stop? <laughs> That's, how no. That's how he talks. That's how he talks. Do you have like the? I, do you have them? Yeah, I got them. Can it's I see them? Thing. I'm going to buy them. I was going to go buy them right after this, actually. Because I think they would go with the iPhone. Then you how just are they? It on. They're great. Can you pick up MMA on it? The topic we're talking about. Oh yeah. Are we? Are we <laughs> can I, I try them? Yeah, oh, you have them. Do you pop them in your ear? I can have them. I got a little wax. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead, Lenny. What else you got? Yeah, they're they're good. They're hard to find. Just so you know. Why are they hard to find? They're hard to get. It took me like a month to find them in the stores. They're not okay, there. They okay, Neil. So what round? What? What round? Uh, what, what is scheduled for 10? Is I'm that what's going, going on? I'm going for it's a little fixed. You look ridiculous. He put in the pod <laughs> ear things, and he looks like he's got two little yeah, ears. You look like right Dante. You hook it, right is, it is not. I don't really don't think it's fixed, Neil. I'm sorry. I know that people. Those are great. So I'll go I, seven rounds. I, I I don't think it's seven. Fixed. I go four I think we're going to find out. Oh. We're going to find out because... McGregor right now, if he knocks Floyd Mayweather out, he's making 180 million just for the fight. I think the bonuses and all that shit for a knockout is going to be crazy. But he will be the biggest thing in thing in, in, in combat sports yeah. worldwide. I mean, he's international. Yeah, he's pretty big now, but yeah. like, that would be crazy. But Mayweather doesn't want to lose. I do think he cares about his record. Really? Yeah. You think, you, let me tell you something. He's undefeated. Let me so ask you a question. Go, I'm telling How much would, if I offered you $300 million, yeah. Yeah. would you fight Mayweather? 
Of course. Okay, great. And just take a beating for you like seven rounds. So why, what do you think, F- Floyd, why would, what would stop any human being, even Floyd Mayweather, to go, we're going to give you 300, probably over 300 million if you, you know, for the fight once it's all said and done, but you'll definitely make $300 million. Fight this guy. Maybe you take a beating. Why wouldn't you? Who gives a shit? I'll no, they're going to do I'm it. I'm 40. I owe the government $100 million. I just opened a new strip club. I mean, all this shit. I need money. I think yeah. that's, but I think that's why it's gonna. I think there's like that aspect to it. So it's three hundred million now, and then oh, three hundred million more if if McGregor wins, or if, if you know what I mean. So they're gonna do the re. I, I just feel like that's in there. That that calculation, I, I, like oh, if I lose this, no. then we'll fight another one. However, it is not. I it's think more it is boxing. In I do. It's not. It's not MMA. I agree. It's not in MMA, but it is in boxing. However, this one, I do think that it's. I, in all honesty, it's probably not there because Floyd is gonna. He doesn't want to lose. He wants to be undefeated. It means a lot thing, to him to be I, undefeated. They just went down to from ten ounce gloves to eight ounce gloves, and Floyd Floyd okayed that for some reason, which is ridiculous because that favors McGregor. McGregor because yeah. Floyd uses the bigger gloves to block the punches, and McGregor, the smaller the glove for him is, the harder his punch is going to be. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. That was a weird move, like. He should have never did that. This and he did that. And Floyd did up. that. This is open. We're going to see a lot more boxing versus MMA. It's just the story. We're going to see. I'm telling you right now. We'll see. It depends on how he does. If Sugar Ray Leonard is going to fight. Uh, Sugar Ray. Uh, Roberto Duran is going to fight. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, no. He didn't have it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Didn't, didn't have, have it. it. He, he set us up. He had the half a joke. He almost had it. Is a half a joke. That's how worst. his whole career was as a comic. He I had half the joke and then couldn't finish the joke. You don't have to be mean. No, it's all right. I mean, we're right here joking around. You don't have to bring up his whole career. <laughs> Make me feel shitty. No. Yeah, dude. It's all right. You're do it. uh, yeah, you're you know what? Let's go the other bully. Me. It just came full circle. He is a bully. Yeah, it's he, a verbal bully. He, I, I, think a verbal bully. I think a verbal bully is worse than a physical bully. Yeah, that's right. He is a verbal, yeah, verbal, verbal bully. He verbal, I verbal see, me. I see how this is going. <laughs> I, this is, I have a lot of anger issues. You, know you do. <laughs> you should fucking have I a kid. I get it all out. I get it all. I'm always inside with him. He can help my career more now. But with, that's true. Not much. Some, not much. <laughs> not much. I was on audition yesterday. Yeah. I didn't get. Go ahead. What do you? You have your own show coming, so it's just a matter of time. I don't. No, it's coming. All right. Good. We're predi- we Let's we go. predicted it already. Before I think you we're got good. Here. We're down. Whoa! We're down to our last thing, and that's one thing of the week. Now we do like a one thing of the week, which is usually like you could say something good that's you're happy with. You could say something bad that you're not happy with. So, like, this week, my one thing for the week is I want to thank Robert Kelly for giving us, for so I know Robert Sprantz now, and then Richie Castellano, who you know, he's from the Love Band Geek he did the music for us. Oh, like, great. Yeah, and and uh, we're done, so we're about to... That's the show? What? We're, no, I mean, I'm going to use, we use oh, so his music. We thank you. I'm doing, doing a thank you to Richie Castellano, who we're going to get on. He's going to come on the podcast. We always do oh, great. Great, great yeah. show, too. Great show. Go. Yeah. What do you got, Neil? I'm going to go ahead and say I rode an Amtrak train, and it's just, it's like. Bad or good? It's awful, and it's so sad. Oh, you don't sad. like Amtrak? No, it's just so sad when you compare it to like when I took the uh, train from Paris to London, like that, compared oh. to an Amtrak from New York to D.C. Yeah. It's like. It's like living in the 80s. Amtrak it, it now has is not third improved. world. It's embarrassing. The yep. internet doesn't work. It's just, it was one of the worst experiences I've ever. I can't even believe we're in this country. We can't actually do something a little better. But it shows we have infrastructure. Where were you going? I was just New York. I took the express from New York to D.C. Yeah. And it, it just like the train, compare, if you compare it to a European train, it's embarrassing. Now, if you compare it to like a train in the 20s and like, it's great, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not that way. It's, it's really embarrassing. Welcome aboard. And, uh, yeah, that's what I felt like. If you're going to hook up with the Wi-Fi, we were just, if it had more '80s stuff on the train, yeah, so it was more better. of an '80s experience. Then it would be it would be great. Like then it would be like a theme ride, right? And it makes sense. If like, they give you a blanket and a pillow. Yeah, any, yeah, anything. Somebody they, robbed it. They, yeah, like they, it was, <laughs> man, real, yeah, real like, with the kerchiefs over their yeah, noses. We, yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, put your money in the bag. <laughs> see <laughs> what? Now that would be a great train experience in the United States. That's what you need. But the actual Amtrak compared to your, it's, it, we should all be ashamed of ourselves. Right. Everybody in D.C. and Washington and Congress. I'm actually going to say the Amtrak ride to Boston is my. F- it's such a the Acceler is a beautiful Acceler. ride. That's not bad. <laughs> You're going if to it doesn't it. derail and go flying. Yeah. Into the Westchester. So am I supposed to say something? I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Either one. Am I saying something that I like or hate? Either one. Either one. We do uh, one thing. I get one thing. Yeah, you I, get one thing. Well, I, 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 you know what I did, and I, I'm, I'm, I have this uh, hobby. I would call it a light hobby. 
where I like to buy furniture from the mid-century. Mm. Oh, shit. And I like to uh, get it and repair it and get it reupholstered and use it, like have it in my house because I love mid-century stuff. And I bought a, uh, a solid oak uh, desk. Um, it's from originally from Boston. They made them solid oak. The whole thing is wood. And... Um, I bought it, and I got the chair with it, too, the original chair. Oh, wow. I bought it off a guy in Connecticut. I had to go uh, out there and grab it for 100, 110 bucks. Is that in the shed or in the it's house? It's in the shed. And could that and be it, a new it, addiction? And it is one of my favorite. <laughs> it, it, I got the chair reupholstered with these, these ladies, these Mexican ladies down the street. Um, why do they have to be Mexican? Because they are. Um, Nobody questioned you. I know. Conscience. Somebody did. One of your fans did. Why are they going to be Mexican? Um, why they, is he going to dunk like me? They do such a great job. They've done all my furniture that I've had, uh, that I've had repaired, and they make it so much better. And I had it. Uh, Thanks for getting us in the country, Bobby. Champagne snakeskin yeah. on this chair. So it's kind of modern. Con- Champagne contemporary. Snakeskin. Wow. We got to see this when we go up there. Oh, gotta, my God. It's so take, funny you yeah, say this be because in D.C., I, I also like this, and I have a friend that does this, but I, in D.C., I'm at the museum, and I specifically go to go look at shaker furniture. Yeah. Have you ever heard of shaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this shit is, that is yeah. so amazing. So then I come home and look on the internet to try to buy a piece of shaker. Oof. Yeah, I'm not, not going to buy a piece of shaker. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, you got you to go, you know where you go is upstate New York where these old people lived and they bought these furniture and then they die. Hmm. Yeah. Or somebody died and they have to sell some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or some parent. I mean, it's sad, yeah, but, but there's always some son or daughter who's like, oh, fuck, we got to get rid of the shit. Because the one thing about furniture, people will not come and pick it up. They just don't want it. They just don't want to come get furniture for some reason. I tried to get rid of furniture and they're like, nah, you got to pay people to get it. You know what I mean? Unless you sell it. So you, you, you can No, I think you could find a piece of shaker. That's the best yeah. way to find shaker for it. I think you could go into someone's house and not they would not realize and rob it. Just yeah. rob it. <laughs> Neil I loves guess, a good I was gonna take it out of the museum. How did my thing become Neil's thing? <laughs> Neil, Neil, what? How did he steal <laughs> my I was supposed to be the last about? person to Neil now is a, a chameleon. Shaker, <laughs> but he took my <laughs> furniture thing. He's a chameleon. And, yeah, but mine was mid century. Now we made it about the last thing they're gonna hear is shaker. Shaker furniture that I robbed. Shaker to, furniture. Yeah, Neil, anything, Neil can turn anything into ice. Where do you ice. live? What if I steal your furniture? We're going to go see wait, the place. Is your furniture outside? You, like see, in the back? Is that where it is? You'll see my second stepdad <laughs> taught me. <laughs> so you're going to get hit with a toilet seat if you're not uh, careful. A spade and shovel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, plug something, will you? What? Plug something? Yeah. Jesus. Well, uh, you can go to robertkellalive.com, and all my dates are up there. I got a, a lot of dates, thank God, that just came in. Uh, I'm all over the place. Um, going back to Boston uh, in September to get Comic of the Year at the Boston Comedy Is Festival. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, the Boston Comedy Festival with Jim McHugh. Uh, he's a great guy you should have on the show. We should. I know Jim. Oh, he's a great guy. You should yep. have him on. And... Uh, what else am I doing? I'm uh, I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Come, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But I I get real busy until December. So go to my website, robertkellylive.com, robertkellylive.com, and then of course go to riotcast.com and listen to uh, my podcast. You know what, dude? You know what, dude? Great, great podcast, yeah. Robert. Thank you for coming in. You can listen to us on. Uh, on our network, iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not your network. Well, you, 4C we Podcast at gmail.com for all our fans. Just follow us on anything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 4C well, Podcast. Might, I think Can I plug my thing? Yes. What I'm is it? I'm going to be eating Korean barbecue probably this week, so Ooh, maybe somewhere. Anybody wants to come, <laughs> just uh, Bring your fucking email. money, too, by the way. We're bringing 25 it. a pop. We're bringing it. Dollars. we got to stick with the original 50. No, we've no got 25. Reason. We'll just do 20. He's going to cut a lot of people uh, involved in this. I, you the know. 25 plus the tips out the that's a deal. It's good stuff. Bob, thank <laughs> thanks. You. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks for coming thanks in. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to have you on Riotcast soon. We'll be, well, we'll, we'll discuss it, right, Neil? Oh, yeah, that's right. On the sub sub network. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>